hope that this finds you all well. Welcome to Godly Time Out. First, I would like to thank you all for the opportunity to be of service to you through prayer. I will be primarily reading from a KJV Bible, but may use other translations for further transparency. At the end, I will pick from a box of verses which has four themes of faith, hope, comfort, and love. I generally pick on one of these themes and I find that it's a summary of all that I've said. I will also be choosing from a box of conversational cards and they're kind of just interpersonal cards that helps me know a little bit more about you and helps me connect with you in prayer. So feel free to answer these questions when you submit your prayer requests. I look forward to learning a bit about you. I would like to say thank you again for trusting that I will listen to you with a non-judgmental ear. Thank you again for the opportunity to be of service to you through prayer. Thank you for sharing your prayer requests regarding peace in your mind and peace in your home. So while I was speaking with the Holy Spirit about peace and what the concept of peace means, the image I received was actually of a hurricane. While the external forces are blazing around and destroying everything around it, in the eye of the storm, in the middle of the storm, there is stillness. And to me, that's what peace that surpasses all understanding means. I spoke to the Holy Spirit and I was just guided to several scriptures that reminded me of what the fruit of the Spirit, which one of them is peace, and how the Holy Spirit that dwells in us helps us cultivate that peace. Now, there are different avenues of cultivating peace. We can speak about prayer. We can speak about worship. We can speak about the word. But really, peace comes from a relationship with Jesus as we cultivate and magnify that relationship with Jesus in our minds, in our lives, in our bodies. We cultivate that fruit of the Spirit that helps us with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, why do I say that the first scripture that I was guided to was John 14, 27? And it reads, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world giveth, I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I sat there in awe and I thought about, wow, my peace I give unto you. Think about what that means. You see, through this word, we visualize the generosity of God, the generosity of Jesus and how much he cares for us. As he says, my peace, I give unto you. See, when you cultivate that relationship with Jesus, when you dwell with the Holy Spirit, that when you commune with God, you have the opportunity to receive peace unto you. Not as you would see peace in the world, but the peace that surpasses all understanding that guards our minds in Christ Jesus. This brought me then to the next scripture, which was Philippians 4, 6 to 7. And 6 reads, be careful for nothing. Other translations by say, don't be anxious about anything. But in prayer, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Now here we go again, speaking about the peace that surpasses all understanding that God grants to us. And here we have a direction through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You see, when you come to the throne of God with gratitude, when you come to the throne of God with openness, we receive that peace. We receive 
that stillness that makes no sense because we know God. Our Jehovah Shalom, our peace, our Prince of Peace, we know God to help us in all circumstances because God is bigger than anything that we may see in our lives. God is bigger than any voices that may echo in our minds. God is bigger than the circumstances and situations that pull you away from the bosom of Christ. I hope that makes sense. Now we move forward to eight and it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is be any virtue, if there be anything of praise, think on these things. So now we have more active steps. So there's a thought and it's not of God. The Bible scripture tells us the thoughts that are not of God, the thoughts that pulls us away from God, we should capture those thoughts and pull them aside and focus on the idea and the thoughts that bring forth honesty, just, pure, lovely, all the things that remind us of who God is, all the things that remind us of the power and the might, the majesty of God, all the things that remind us of the love that Jesus came to give us. Now, nine says, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So the cultivation of peace is not just through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. It's also by practicing the good things that are of God. Do you hear me? Now let's bring it back to Isaiah 26, 3. And it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. What? So scripture says, we pray, we supplicate with thanksgiving, we practice the good things of God and God will keep us in perfect peace because our minds stays with God. Do you hear me? Why? Because our trust is in God. This makes me think of Psalm 91 and it says, those who dwell in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. What does that mean to you to abide in the shadow? What does that mean to dwell in God's presence? What does that mean for your mind to be stayed onto God? What does that mean for you to trust God? And you know what that made me think of? This is one of my favorite scriptures, and it was just such a convicting scripture for me. And it's Romans 12, 2, and it says, And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How powerful is that? The only way to renew our mind is through prayer through supplication with thanksgiving, is through practicing the biblical principles that give us life, is to practice what is good, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, what the things are of good report, the things that bring us close to God, to dwell in his presence so that we may be able to prove what is acceptable and the most perfect will of God. Wow. I want you to think about it. Are you being transformed by the renewal of your mind? 
And in what ways do you need to be transformed by the renewal of your mind? And this made me think. I thought of what it means to have that connection between our minds and our hearts. You see, the Bible says the heart is deceitful, right? And this made me think of Matthew 12, 34 to 37, NIV Bible, just to make this a little bit more clear. And it says, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. Now why do I bring this up? I was talking about to the Holy Spirit about what guarding our tongue means, what guarding our minds mean, what guarding our hearts means. And oftentimes we think that guarding our tongues means just not speaking cuss words, right? Not swearing. But really, we will have to take an account of every idle word spoken, every evil word spoken, every unkind word spoken. And all of these are added to what peace means in our minds and in our hearts, right? Because I'm going to bring it back to a KJV version. It says, from out of the abundance of the heart, so the mouth speaks. I thought that was more poetic. The things that you say aid in the peace that you receive. This brings me back to Philippians and what it says. Are you actually practicing the good things? Are you being kind in your words? Are the things that you say are of good report? Are the things that you say uplift the people around you? Are you speaking kindly to yourself? Because you will have to have an account for every single word that you have spoken. And the things that you have spoken are the things that are already in your heart, are the things that are in your mind. So let's take it back. Romans says, we have to be transformed by the renewal of our minds, right? Because back to Isaiah 26 says, God will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him, right? So now this brought me to Proverbs 4, 23. And it says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So we're asking God for peace. We're asking God to calm our minds, calm our hearts, calm our tongues. We're asking God to help us in these ways. And it's bringing us back to prayer, supplication with thanksgiving, practicing the good things of God, and keeping our heart with all diligence. Again, remember what Matthew 12 says, out of the abundance of the heart, so the mouth speaks. So your mouth and the things that you say, the things that you think, aid in the cultivation of your peace. So what are we saying to guard our mind, guard our hearts? And I think one of the most beautiful things that we have to understand is how much we need God, how much we need Jesus to help us with the things in our hearts and the things in our minds, how much we need God, our Jehovah 
Rafa to help us with healing, to heal our hearts, to heal our minds. How much we need God as a Jehovah Shalom to grant us the peace that surpasses all understanding. But how much repentance plays a role in the cultivation of peace, plays a role in the cultivation of guarding our hearts and our minds. This brought me to Psalm 51, 10 to 12. And it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold in me with thy free spirit. You see, we need God to create in us a clean heart. We need God to guard our hearts and guard our minds, for out of it are the issues of life. We need God to create in us, to transform us by the renewal of our minds, to wash us whiter than snow, to cleanse us with hyssop, so that we may be able to actually practice the good things, the just things, the honorable things, the things that are of God, the things that are actually aligned with who God has called us to be. We need God to help us to cultivate this peace that surpasses all understanding. And I think of one of the quotes by Marcus Aurelius, and it says, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. And how aligned that is to being transformed by the renewal of our mind. How aligned it means dwelling in God's presence so that we may receive that perfect peace. How much it aligns with trusting in God. So God can renew a steadfast spirit within us. So God can create within us a clean heart. I want you to think about what does having peace mean to you? And how do you cultivate that fruit of the spirit? You see, one of the things that my pastors mentioned in one of his sermons, one of the themes he mentioned was to receive an atmosphere in your life. You actually have to cultivate that. You have to plant the seed to cultivate the atmosphere that you want to see in your life. And I thought this was ironic because my sister actually practiced this one of those days. And honestly, I don't think she even listened to the sermon. So for me, it was a double confirmation of what cultivating the seeds of peace means. So one day I was asleep and she literally opened the door really loudly and she just started singing this song. And I remember being so annoyed because I was like, this is morning and this girl is disturbing me. I wanted to slap her upside the head. But I could not stop thinking about this song that she sang. And it was, good morning, good morning. I just want to say good morning, good morning to you. And even though I was annoyed, I kept on thinking about the song and it just brought a smile to me all day. And it was so aligned with what Pastor said. And what she did, although at first it was annoying, she created an atmosphere of peace. She created an atmosphere of joy in my household. And so I want you to think about in what ways can you create an atmosphere of peace in your home? In what ways can you create the atmosphere of peace in your mind? In what ways can you practice the good things, the just things, the honorable things, the things that bring you closer to God? In what ways 
Are you giving God all your concerns, all your worries, all your woes? Are you praying and are you supplicating with thanksgiving? Gratitude for the things that God has given you in your past. Gratitude for the things that God is giving you in your present. And gratitude, a praise in advance for the things that God are going to do in your future. And one of the last scriptures that I had for you was James 3.18, which was in alignment with what my sister did and how my pastor described creating an atmosphere. And it reads, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. What? I'm going to read that to you again. James 3.18 says, And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. You see, you got to plant those seeds of peace. If you want the fruit of the Spirit, if you want peace that surpasses all understanding, you have to plant the seeds of peace because we all reap what we sow, right? And this brought me back then to Isaiah 33. 218 and it says the work of righteousness shall be peace and the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever 18 says and my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation and in sure dwellings and in quiet resting places so you have now made the choice to put everything in prayer supplicating with thanksgiving, letting all your requests known to God, practicing the good things, the things that are aligned with God, transforming yourself by the renewal of your mind. You have now decided to plant seeds of peace and the work of the righteousness. You receiving a harvest of righteousness and the work of that shall be peace. And the effect of this will be you dwelling in a peaceful habitation, in quietness, with rest. Wow. And this just came to me. It made me think of Psalm 4610. And I believe it reads, be still and know that I am God. I don't remember the rest of it, but this is what's coming to me right now. Be still to know God grants you an opportunity to be You must guard your mind. You must guard your tongue. You must guard your heart by dwelling in God's presence, by being transformed by the renewal of our mind, by being cognizant of the things in your heart, because out of the abundance of your heart, so does your mouth speak. And you need God's help to do this. You need Jesus to pursue Jesus, to pursue God, because Jesus is the only way, the bridge that leads us to God. Now, the last piece of scripture I have for you was Ephesians 6. I'm talking about the full armor of God here. And I am going to read from from 13 to 18. And it reads, Wherefore, take unto you the full armor of God, that ye may withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye have 
be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I'm going to read that again, NIV version, so it's a little bit more transparent for you. Again, that is Ephesians 6, 13 to 18, and it reads, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Now, I love the full armor of God, right? Think about this imagery of just being covered head to toe in the Holy Ghost fire, being covered from head to toe in God's glory, being covered from head to toe with the full armor of God that guards our hearts, guards our minds, guards our tongues, guards our body, guards our spirit in Christ Jesus. Now for me, I'd be joking with the Holy Spirit. I'll just be like, I know I'm putting on the full armor of God, but I just feel that metal to skin contact sounds a little painful. But for me, because of that imagery is just so powerful to me, I'm like, I'm going to wear your full armor, but I'm also going to add a little bit more of the attributes that I see that God grants us. So I say, I'm going to wear the enhanced full armor of God. So with the belt of truth, I'm wearing the pants of glory because God's glory shines with us. With the breastplate of righteousness, I'm wearing the shirt of favor because God's favor always follows us. With the shield of faith, I'm wearing the gloves of justice because God's justice reigns forever. God is justified when he judges. With the shoes of readiness, I'm wearing the socks of mercy because God's grace and mercy will always walk with us. So I'm always wearing the full armor of God, covered from head to toe, shielded, protected. And because this is my choice to leave everything to God, I know that God, my God in whom I serve, will guard my mind and my heart and help me guard my tongue in Christ Jesus. So I encourage you, I encourage you to pursue God with all your heart, with all your mind. I encourage you to pray and to supplicate with thanksgiving. I encourage you to remember how much God loves you. I encourage you to remember how much Jesus loves you. I encourage you to remember the purpose of your household. This brings me to Joshua 24, I think it's 24, 15. It says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I encourage you to think about why it is that you have this dwelling place, why it is that you have this family unit, 
why it is that you have the opportunity to live and breathe. Why is it that you have the opportunity to know Jesus, to know God? And I want you to think about what the peace that surpasses all understanding means to you. Because God is so readily, readily able to give you that generosity, to give you the peace that dwells in you. As long as you're in communion with him, as long as you're in communion with the Holy Spirit, as long as you allow yourself to be a willing vessel for God's glory, as long as you allow yourself to have the Holy Spirit dwell in you, I want you to think about how you can practically cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And the last thing I'm going to do now is pick from a box of verses. And again, I'm going to be picking from one of the themes, faith, hope, comfort, and love. So I'm going to close my eyes and just ask God to help me just grab the right theme, which is, I am, okay, I'm picking from love. And from love, I am going to pick, okay, I'm picking from 1 John 4, 19. And it reads, we love because he first loved us. Now I find this powerful because we think about how much Jesus loved you. You see, how much God loves you. You see, God loved us so much that he allowed Jesus to die on the cross for us. He gave us that sacrifice because of how much he loves us. And we have the opportunity to love because he first loved us. We have the opportunity to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit because he loves us. We have the opportunity to receive the peace that surpasses our understanding, which guards our mind, guards our hearts in Christ Jesus, because God loves us. I want you to think about how much God loves you. You are valuable to God. You are precious to God. Diamonds ain't got nothing on you. The most precious stone in this God-given earth has nothing on you because you are that valuable to God. I encourage you to seek God's face. I encourage you to dwell in God's presence. I encourage you to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I encourage you because God is so ready to meet you where you're at. Yeah. And with that being said, may God bless and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. May he turn his countenance towards you. May he be gracious to you and continuously grant you peace throughout all your lived experiences. Grant you peace wherever you go. Grant you peace in your dwelling place. Grant you peace with whoever you meet. Grant you peace that surpasses all understanding in every circumstance that you may encounter in your life. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. I want to say thank you again for the opportunity to be of service to you through prayer. and. Today's question from one of the conversational cards, I'm going to be picking from feelings. Okay. And the question is, when was the last time you cried? Wow. Think about how powerful that is. Wow. So personal. When was the last time you cried? If it makes it easy for you to answer, the last time I cried was this morning (laughs) because I was praising God. So think about it. When was the last time you cried? And I just want to let you know, crying is not a sign of weakness. You know, crying is a sign of courage. It's a sign of strength. And crying also helps you release the stress hormones, right? So think about 
And maybe you just need a good cry to release all that stress. I don't know. You let me know. So lastly, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this channel. God bless and keep you and your loved ones throughout all your lived experiences. I love you all with the love of Christ. Bye.